You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Well, hell, hello. Uh, we are excited as usual. We had a, a awesome weekend of racing, uh, particularly with IndyCar. I mean, it was uh, that was one of the best IndyCar races I have ever this seen. This season has been outstanding for so many reasons. I know it's been fantastic. Well, this John Massengill, that was Jonathan Green. Les Kaiser is off off this weekend, and. Uh, I don't know what he's out there having some fun out there on vacation somewhere. But, uh, but yeah, I want to run down what we got on the show because we have a fantastic show. We have the winner of today's IndyCar race, Takuma Sato. An old friend of the show. <laughs> I'm delighted for him after the week he's had. He's had a heck of a week and lots of Not criticism. by his own do- not doing, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> hang on a minute. Uh, with a little criticism, including from myself after last week. There so. you go. Uh, yeah, we got Takuma Sato coming on the show, and then we also have some great interviews. Jonathan, you did some Formula 3 this weekend. Yeah, we got a new American champion. Yeah, 2019 champion Dakota Dickerson. If you've been listening to Speed City, that name sounds familiar because we followed him all five, a couple of years now at least. And so he won the championship, and you did an interview with him. We got him on the show. And also another F3, uh, F3 America's driver. Yeah, his teammate, in fact, uh, Benjamin Pedersen. And he had a great weekend, um, but in the same sort of spirit of uh, finding the next American champions. I mean, he, he's from Denmark, but I'll tell you what, he's come through the, the American system. His dad runs the team. Um, he is an absolute product. He's, he's sponsored by Dirtfish. You know, I mean, he has, I mean, he is going places. And I mean... He, he, he's right on the, the Kevin Magnuson trail. He's just 20. <laughs> well, and also, I uh, did an interview with Spencer Pompelli. He hadn't been she, on the show in a while, but I watched... Who he? Tell, tell the audience who Spencer Pompelli... Well, I don't know. Our audience doesn't need to well, know. He's they know Im- exactly who he is. Yeah, he's an IMSA, IMSA racer, and he's been racing for a while. He's a badass. And he's a badass, <laughs> absolutely. And he does a little instruction and stuff like that. But they had the IMSA race up at VIR. Great circuit. And circuit. I watched, you know, that's the uh, the the Michelin series that is, you know, it's all sports cars, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's McLarens and Porsches and, and uh, Mustangs and Camaros, which is what I love. And that was a great race. I watched the entire race this weekend. And VIR is a fantastic Fantastic venue. circuit, yeah. Did they use the whole, I mean, they would have done, yeah. They the did. The whole circuit, yeah. We did it when we went to F3. And F4, it was great. And it was some great racing. They had they had some rain. They had, uh, I mean, crashes. That's a pl- tough place in the rain. Yeah. And got some pretty tricky corners. Yeah. In fact, it was it, the rain kind of came out of the blue for me watching it. I knew they had had rain the day before, but they hadn't mentioned rain at all. And all of a sudden, cars started flying off the track. And yeah. I was like, uh-oh, somebody dumped some oil. But and then I realized, wait a minute, and they and rain came in. And, well, it can uh, also rain at one part of the track. It's one of those really long, elongated yeah. tracks, and so you can have rain at the far end of the circuit and not know about it on the front straight. Yeah, it reminds me of that epic rain we had at Coda that year with uh, the World Endurance oh, Championship man. when we lost like our two 10, million dollar parking yeah, parking lot. <laughs> lost like ten cars at the end of turn eleven down yeah. there, and it was bright sunshine back here at the at the yep, broadcast booth. That's right. But uh, but that was fantastic racing. So we had we got Spencer Pumpelli coming on, but. 
And in fact, I think I want to start with that interview. Let's, okay. let's go ahead and play that because we talk all about what happened up at VR. So let's hear from Spencer Pompelli. All right, we're really excited to have our next guest on the show because I got to watch this race, this IMSA race up at VIR yesterday, the entire thing, and it was a fantastic race and loving all the the weather and the different cars on track. It was fantastic, but we have Spencer Pompelli on the show. Spencer, welcome back to Speed City. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Thanks for having me. Now, we appreciate it. Well, I really enjoyed watching the race yesterday. And you guys had a, a really interesting strategy going on at the beginning of the race. There was that that crash at the beginning of the race was completely out of the blue for us viewers. I'm sure you guys could see some of the rain on the horizon. But when we started started seeing cars spin off the track, I thought, well, there must have been oil thrown down. But then we started to see the rain and the rain came and everybody was changing tires but you guys at the More Speed team decided to stick with the slicks, and you know, and it and it looked like it was going to pay off. But what we didn't get to see on the television coverage, what happened to you guys uh, towards the, you know, I think you guys got as high as seventh in the race. But uh, but yeah, tell us about what happened there. Well, first off, you know, the More Speed guys put together this car and this effort kind of as a one-off deal. So I got to take my hats off to all the prep. And we had a fantastic effort, great car, great team, good strategy. But the, the decision was made to leave Rob on six because we could see on the radar that there wasn't a lot of rain coming. And we figured if he could just kind of eke out a couple laps, you know, in tough conditions, wet track, slick tires, at, with all the cars out on the track, it would eventually start to dry off and he would be you know in good, in good shape with the slicks on and sure enough you know he lost a lot of time early on but stayed on the track and by the time he pitted he had about 10 seconds a lap on the leaders and so it was a gamble because we were starting in the back uh we didn't get to qualify because of weather and because it's a one-off we didn't have any points so we had to start last and we weren't really able to pick through at the beginning like we thought we would so uh the, it was worth the gamble i think and it ultimately had it not gone yellow at the end would have been on great strategy for fuel stops and really could have came to us but you know it didn't work out that way so we ended up um, having a slight mechanical issue that caused a vibration and then uh, had a spin uh, you know when it started raining again and um, then ultimately got hit from behind and that ended our day but you know we were there to, to learn we were there to have a good time and I think Rob uh, could have got his taste of GT4 racing and just did a fantastic job and uh, it was good to be back out in the series and good to be with more speed. Yeah, you know, I know you guys did start last, and I knew that was going to be, you know, you know if, considering where you finished, you guys got to be pretty happy overall. And and yeah, when when that rain came, man, you could see. I mean, when the uh, when the rain came, and then you guys had to restart when everybody else was on rain tires and you were on slicks. Man, that car looked really tough to handle. So it's totally understandable. But but you got to be happy you know, overall, considering where you started and where you finished, right? Absolutely. You know, again, it was a learning process for us because, you know, it was Rob's first time in that type of car, that type of racing. And, uh, you know, it was our first time working with those guys on the, uh, at more speed, you know, we, Rob drives for them in the GT3 Cup Porsche series, but this is a different crew that was supporting their GTD car earlier in the year. So we just were there to learn and, you know, the result would have been nice. I think we could have finished better. I thought we had about a, you know, a podium car but given the, the challenges of where we had to start and just some of the strategy things that we gambled with that didn't quite pay out the way we wanted 
um, you know, we can't get upset at all. It was a good weekend. Yeah, Rob Ferriol. Ferriol, yeah. Yeah, well, tell you what, though, just overall watching the race, it was great racing to see. And and at the end, you know, you you, you, you know, watching IMSA, you see a McLaren versus a Ford Mustang. And that's just classic IMSA in my mind when – and at the end when the uh, – the, the Porsche came up and bumped the McLaren out, and then the Mustang takes the win. That's fantastic racing with the different classes, a different level of cars, with a balanced performance. You know, I didn't hear a whole lot of complaints, at least none of the interviews I saw on television or anything, about balance of performance. It seems like IMSA really got it right and it was fantastic racing across the board. Yeah, the balance of performance is, is necessary, and it's always very difficult. And they have a, it's not as straightforward as a lot of the spectators think. You know, a lot of things affect car performance, temperature, track conditions, and it affects performance differently. So they have to really try to go with a big set of data and make it as fair as they can. But uh, the racing came down to, you know, on track action, and that's what you want. I got to give a shout out to the VIR, who they have the, one of the best facilities, the best facility probably in, in, uh, in North America. And everyone that comes here loves racing here. Uh, I'd say VR is the favorite track of at least three quarters of the drivers in the paddock. And that's because it's, it's a great place to come and race and it supports good racing. There's a lot of passing opportunities. There's a lot of different challenges on the track. And then the series has always been so competitive and uh, those cars uh, beat and bang a little bit, not, not as much as maybe a stock car, but uh, I mean, after all, some guys are McLarens out there. They want to bring them (laughs) back in one piece, but uh yeah, you can uh, you can really uh, watch good racing in the, in the series right now. Well, look, you know, I don't think I know balance of performance is a tricky thing, but considering that you had a McLaren battling a Porsche battling a Mustang at the end, I think balance of performance is a fantastic thing because you know you you put uh, fans in the stands with different kinds of cars, and when you can comp- put those cars competing against each other, uh, it's awesome. And you talk about VIR, you know. From a viewing standpoint, it is gorgeous to look and see all that green. And, I mean, it's really, uh, from a spectator standpoint on television, and I'm certain in the stands, it is a really cool-looking track and looks like, uh, you know, it looks like great racing, too. So it's not just picturesque, but great racing. But, well, Spencer, I'd love to have you on the show some more, and I'm really glad you guys had a good day yesterday, and I appreciate your time coming on. And, uh and uh, we'll we'll try to get you on the show again. Yeah, have me back. I'm not sure what the uh, next race for that more speed Audi is going to be, but hopefully it'll be soon, and I'd love to talk about it. All right, Spencer. Well, thanks for coming on Speed City. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you guys. See you. Yeah, that uh, more speed, of course. Our local Austin-based local company, More Speed, and they used to be like Porsche specialists, but now they're moving yeah. into racing with Audis, and that's I mean, you know, it's not that different, I guess, but you know, it's it, it is an interesting transition for them. Yeah, and they, of course, they also raced in the Porsche GT3 Cup this weekend. So, but yeah, he's a great guy. Spencer is, oh, yeah. and and he did a great job. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue, and we're going to talk about the F3 America series. And then don't forget, we got uh, Takuma Sato from IndyCar coming on here later in the show. You're live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. 
Find the Brews on Tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. What's up? This is Bilko, freestyle motocross rider with the Nitro Circus, and you're all listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to jump right in and talk. Pink and Imagine Jaggins, don't forget, coming to Dakota. What about 70 days? Because we're 60 days. 60 to 70 days, yeah, because yeah. November 3rd, 2nd and 3rd for those concerts. So, yeah. And John Massengill will be there, of course. Uh, yes, I will be. And so will Jonathan Green. Well, you know. <laughs> Les Geiser will also probably be there if he's not still on holiday. If he's not still on vacation. <laughs> Matt right, Les? Oh, wait, he's not here. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Formula 3 Americas series. Yes. Because we got a couple of cool interviews. Yeah, and I've been following this championship all season. I've been to every round. Um, as you know, the history of it is uh, F3 Americas really only came into being in the last two years. Um, but, and it started off very small in terms of it started off at the, like in August last year. So we only had three or four competitors. Now we've got a full field. And so this, I feel is the first real championship that F3 have had. F4 is long established and has been around for a few years now. Yeah. Like third season at least. Yeah. Yeah. And the beauty of it is now we've genuinely got the ladder that they wanted because Dakota Dickerson, who won the championship, wrapped up the championship yesterday. Um, great kid from California. All he ticks all the boxes for, you know, a great marketing tool, a great racing driver, a good guy. Uh, and he was the F4 champion and won enough money to compete in the F3 championship. So that's the ladder. That's how it works. And now the world is his oyster because he can go to the Toyota Racing Series. He can go to F3 in, in Europe. Or he can get onto the Road to Indy, Indy yeah. uh, which is what Kyle Kirkwood, the man who uh, won the F3 championship last year, is kicking butt in. And in fact, I think he won again last uh, last uh, this weekend at St. Louis. Uh, so... The, the, the progression of these young kids is coming through. Anyway, I spoke to him literally as he got out of the car after winning the F3 championship at Road America yesterday. Okay, Speed City fans, we've been talking about this for years, but as you know, we've been looking for the next American youngster to come through. F4 champion Dakota Dickerson last year moves on to F3 and now wins the F3 championship. I'm looking at the future of American racing. Uh, Dakota, you just won the F3 championship this year uh, today. Uh, tell me how you're feeling and um, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's a fantastic feeling. Obviously, having back-to-back -back championships with SCCA Pro Racing in F4 and in F3 here in the States is a fantastic feeling. I think it's going to springboard our career again, hopefully into something bigger and open wheel. So, yeah, I'm just it's, it's hard to describe how, how relieving this weekend was because we have Benjamin Peterson who's doing F3 over in Europe and now coming here in the States, he's been breathing down our neck and in front of us all year. So it's, uh, it's fantastic to be able to clinch the championship now. 
Tell us about the last couple of years because you really are a product of what America's been trying to do, which is to take youngsters, give them an opportunity in F4, you pay for that, but then if you win, you get a big bonus and get a chance to, to take that type three. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a huge opportunity being able to run with that four, but it's also great on the developmental level too. So obviously where I was as a driver two, three years ago has been drastically improved to where we are now and still have plenty of things to learn, but without F4 and F3 being able to mold me into the driver that I am now and providing me with the scholarship funding to be able to move up, I don't think I would be where I am now. So what are you going to do now with those two championships under your belt? I mean, the world is your oyster. Do you want to stay in the States? Do you want to try and move on? Because you've scored a lot of FIA uh, uh, super license points now. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, we have a lot of options on the table, which is a great problem to have. Uh, the goal for me is IndyCar. Um, being here in the States and done all of my racing career here in the States, being at the pinnacle of open wheel racing here in the United States would be great. So whatever helps us prepare for that best is going to be what our option is. Obviously, working with the Global Racing Group guys has been fantastic this year, and we're talking about where they would like to go next year as well. So there's a lot on the table. A lot of great things can happen, but I think we'll have more information on that in the next couple months. And so would Indy Lights be the obvious next move? I think Indy Lights is a fantastic training ground. Obviously, they follow IndyCar. They have street courses, large and small ovals, road courses. So I think in terms of as a driver, it really prepares you for that ultimate next step. There's a lot of uh, other series over in Europe that are also great that have fantastic competition. Obviously, you see the level of progression Benjamin has had in racing overseas in F3 um, and racing here in the States. So there's a lot of different options on the table. Indy Lights is obviously a, a huge one. Let me ask you a question that I think you're in a, a good position to answer because we've had Cameron Das and Carl Kirkwood spring to mind. You're now the next one following. Do you, the three of you, do you believe have what it takes to take on the rest of the world, whether it be in Indy or F1? Absolutely. I think I think if you look at the training that we've had over the course of our F4 and F3 careers, whether it's here in the States or overseas, Kyle's obviously doing Indy Pro right now. I think we all have what it takes to be able to push and and challenge the guys at the top whether it's overseas or here in the states i think it's obviously finding the opportunity to showcase yourself and also being a series that develops you as a driver because the moment that you stop learning i think is the moment that the other guys keep on pushing forward well listen it's been a joy to watch you keep in touch with speed city yes. on your way up don't forget us those, those little folks because uh we know you're going all the way and we wish you best of luck next year but congratulations first and foremost on winning the f3 championship yeah great thank you very much for having me and i'll see you at coda for f1 you know it <laughs> yeah, he's ready to come here, Dakota. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him coming. Uh, and don't forget, uh, get involved. Uh, give us a call. I want, I want to hear what people have got to say. I don't, we want some engagement. This is what it's all about. It's you, the fans out there. We want to hear from yeah, you. That's right. Give us a call. 512-643-LIVE. 512-643-5483. We have a caller on the line. It's a friend of ours, though. Aha. And he's done a little racing himself. <laughs> just won, a little. Won the 24-hour Le Mans. Just some other things like that. We got Price Cobb on the phone. Hey, Price, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. How, how are you guys? Uh, we're doing great. Now that we're talking to you, we're doing even better. We just had Spencer. I don't know if you know him, but we just had Spencer Pompelli on the show. Uh, he's coming on. Uh, come on. Uh, we just uh, had Dakota Dickerson, who's just won the F3 championship. We're hoping to have Takuma Sato uh, on in a few minutes' time. But um, just wanted to give you an update of where we are uh, tonight on a, on a beautiful Sunday night in Austin. Well, that's fantastic. Clearly, I watched most of the races. I missed anything F3 or F4. Sometimes when you're stuck at home doing honeydews, uh, <laughs> you miss some of the fun, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, Spencer was saying that VIR is probably one of the drivers' favorite. What In racing in America, what were your favorite tracks? Well, ironically, you guys, that uh, VIR is my most favorite track in North America. So uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's interesting that he says feels that as well. But for myself, you know, I just think it's the constant challenge, the sheer beauty of it. Now, don't don't forget, guys. I got into racing, you know, as a as a kid when I saw the movie Grand Prix. You know, and as a young kid, you're just blown away by the the I guess surreal uh, silliness of what you saw in the movie. And I don't say that literally, but you know, figuratively as a kid. And so, you know, VIR sort of still holds that for me. You know, the uh, undulating course, one laid out, not by somebody designing it. It's just some guy decided to put some tarmac on his uh, pig farm, and there you go. <laughs> um, you know, follow that up with, you know, a lot of people really like Elkhart Lake. Well, the, you know, yeah. personally, there's a lot of time to, to sleep at Elkhart Lake. So it's, it's very fun, uh, but I don't find it terribly challenging. That's personal. I say that personally. Um, I, love I was at Elkhart Lake this weekend, yeah. Yeah, I love Sonoma. Um, in Finian, whatever they call it today. Yeah. You know, when I was around a kid, it was Sears Point. Uh, you're right. always working, sort of like VIR, you know. So, um, you know, and ultimately, I think the, the last one for me is St. Javit uh, in Canada. Right. Uh, uh, just spectacular. Hmm. Well, you know, what do you think about these, the new F3 Americas and F4 American series that are giving these guys another ladder? You know, we had the road to Indy, but we've got the F3 F, uh, Americas F4 now. And I mean, some of these guys like Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah. I mean, the last year he's well, the, the, and, and Dickerson this year, and yeah. And this is something that Price can talk of because the the bottom line is when I talk to these guys, compared to let's say F three in the UK or in Europe, um, these guys. I mean, the guy who we just had on won two hundred thousand for winning F four, which allowed him a budget to go to F three, and they don't get that incentive uh, in the in the UK. Um, they get they get obviously a lot of notoriety, but they don't get a financial. You know, they don't get people giving them a, a help up. Uh, and you've got to be you know you've got to be pleased to see that we're actually nurturing our talent now. Well, you know, for the, uh, honestly, Jonathan, for the first time in my life, that's what I'm seeing. You know, I've mm. always lamented the fact that there there always was sort of a sort of a you know oh bother sort of feeling in the United States about people racing. Yet there's plenty of fans, so I never understood all that. Yet when I was a kid living in Europe. You know, everybody was rabid about it. So I'm really happy to see what I would consider a turnaround for that. I also, and you guys might correct me on this, but it also seems to me that at least in the U.S. today, um, it's, it seems to be, again, on the surface, less expensive to race sort of F3 and F4 than what I've heard from Europe, except for the travel. But the other thing that I like in the United States for now is that the tracks are so varied, no one team has sort of a, a, a lock on all the racing. I can recall, Jonathan, when, and although I never raced F3 or anything in Europe, but at Silverstone, for example, my friends that raced over there, I mean, they literally had setups, or they would change the sway bars, you know, two or three times a lap because they knew if it was sunny on one side of the track and, and, and not on the other side, it mattered. Well, no one has that lock on in the United States today, so I think it gives everybody a more level playing field. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, well, guys, let's go and take another quick break because we're going to try to shift the segment breaks a little bit because we're going to try to get Takuma Sato on here in a few minutes. Let's take a break now, and we'll come back. We'll continue more with Price Cobb. You're listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin. Back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. 
Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Austin's Talk 1370. Hi, this is Michael Zweibach, driver of the number two discount tire Porsche. Welcome to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, we've got Price Cobb on the phone. And Price, we're going to play an interview that Jonathan did. Uh, set this one up, Jonathan, a little bit. And then I want to get Price's uh, take when we're done. With Ben? Yeah. Yeah, um, the teammate actually did a Cody Dickerson, who we just had on. Um, one at Road America, where I was yesterday. Uh, he, of course, won the F4 race at Kota um, last year and has now advanced to F3. He's now um, racing both in the American Championship. He's got four wins. This was his fourth. In fact, he got, he got penalized because he took Dakota out on, an, <laughs> on the first race like yesterday. And now um, they're teammates. <laughs> and, and, no, they're still teammates. Um, but um, he won the second race yesterday and actually is racing in the British Championship. So he's now flying back to finish off the British Championship. And it's interesting because I asked him a question when he took Dakota out. He said, you know, the rules are slightly different. This is something Price might be able to talk about too. The rules are slightly different. They're more aggressive. They get You get away with more aggressive <laughs> racing. Um, whereas Scott Goodyear, who's the, uh, Head of the... Yeah, the race director of yeah. F3 currently, um, is pretty strict on these kids. And I don't mind that because they've got to learn their craft, you know. Uh, anyway, I spoke to Benjamin Pedersen and asked him now, like, like, uh, Dakota, what his thoughts were, um, having you know, having had a great season, and now with so much at his disposal, racing both in Europe and here in the states. So here's uh, Benjamin Pedersen of Denmark. Get the car dialed in as fast as possible. Uh, the global guys, we've only made improvements the whole weekend. We never took a step back. So yeah, that's just a big testament to this last race that we just had. You know, we put on a really dominating performance as a team. Uh, Dakota and I, we we both obviously we finished one two, but then. To pull a gap to P3 by almost 15 seconds, I think it was. It's just it just shows how dom dominating that victory was, um, and a true testament to how to how well we have this car set up at the moment. And that was your fourth win of the season, and yet this isn't your main championship. Uh, explain. <laughs> yeah, you know my main championship is British F3. So uh, obviously living in Seattle, I do get a lot of air miles flying a lot. Mm. Um, but with an opportunity to come back here for this championship in between events, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to come back, kind of showcase what I've learned in England, applying it here. I think it's been pretty obvious that it's, it's showing that, you know, racing in the UK has been helping a lot. So, yeah, it's just, you know, just even though, you know, you're, you're winning races and stuff, you still try to see what you can do better. So, you know, there's still some small things in this race I think I could have done better. Um, but just... All in all, really happy with the overall result. This track's such a great track for these cars. Um, so hopefully we'll come back in the future. 
As you know, on Speed City, we, we're always looking for, especially the Americans that are coming through, just the fact that you're Danish doesn't matter because you've come up through the American Championship. We noticed you at Coda last year in F4. Now you're doing it in F3. You're also racing in Britain. So what's the plan for Benjamin Pedersen? That's a good question, you know. Obviously, my main championship's over in the UK this year. We'll see what next year is, if I stay in Europe or come back to America. So, you know, there's quite a bit of options still we're looking at. But, um, you know, it's crazy that this season we only have one more event in British F3 and then same for this championship, Sebring. So, you know, after that, you know, in, in a couple of weeks' time, then it's then it's back to, you know, kind of quote-unquote winter testing. It's crazy to think about. I remember the first race this year. So, yeah, just... Whatever it is, we'll get testing as soon as possible. But um, I think the big question is if we stay in Europe or we, we come back to America. Years ago, I used to talk to young men who were coming up like yourself and they get to Formula 3 and then the options would just disappear because uh, it was so hard to get to get to the next level. It just seems now that, look, you know, with FIA points for F3 and F4, uh, I do the Toyota Racing Series, that's an option now, both winter and summer. Um, you've got FIA, Formula 3, and then some of the regional championships. So there's, there just seems to be a lot more options. Do you feel that way? Absolutely, yeah. You know, from a European standpoint, you have obviously British F3, which is a, a regional F3 championship. Then you have, you know, the biggest F3 championship that exists, FIA F3, as you just say, which is really the pinnacle of F3 um, globally. So that's that could be a potential option next year. You know, looking at looking at the full spectrum. Um, you know, coming back to America, there's quite a bit of options as well. Within this championship, even Master Road to Indy, just thinking of a, a regional thing, um, you know, Pro Masta would be kind of the next step, or even Indy Lights, you never know if an opportunity exists there. Um, but for sure, you know, my aspirations is, is to be in the top level of Formula cars. You know, the sports car things come up in the future, that's always great. Um, but right now, my, my main focus is getting as far as possible in the Formula cars. How old are you now? I uh, just turned 20 this year, so. You know, there's still a long road ahead of me. I'm going to say that, talking about, I mean, 20, you really can go other directions. So if we did look ahead to five years from now, you've got those uh, super license points potentially. Uh, you're over in Europe, which means that you're going down the kind of Formula One path. But would you care whether you went to Indy either? I'd love to be an IndyCar, to be honest. You know, Formula One's the big dream, but it's obviously extremely hard these days to, mm. to make that a reality. Um, but I think, you know, kind of, racing in Europe and then coming back here to America and taking everything you've learned from over there. You know, I think, you know, IndyCar is, is definitely a big goal for me. Um, kind of going back to my aspirations of top level and open wheel is what I'd love to do. So for sure, you know, I love racing in America. You know, I started my career here in America. So a lot of the tracks um, within the whole country I've driven at now over this time period. So a lot of the tracks being what IndyCar races on. So it's just, it's crazy to, to think about what the future holds, but um, but hopefully, you know, IndyCar would be amazing. Sounds to me like you might want to give Kevin Magnuson a call and see if he wants some extra help with a Dane. Give him some extra feedback for that uh, Haas team. <laughs> I think it's obviously more so the other way, but um, but yeah, we'll have to see how Haas is doing. You know, it's cool to have an American team in Formula One, obviously. And then Kevin, a fellow Dane, is, is cool. So yeah, we'll just have to see how everything plans out. Well, congratulations again this weekend at Road America. Well done. Benjamin Pedersen, we'll be looking out for you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Yeah, and a good kid. I really like him. Um, and he's going places. That's what we want to do on Speed City, and we've done it before. It's great having a badass like Price Cobb, but we are not only fo focusing on, you know, the current greats, but also the guys that are kind of make the names. And we've done it with Santino Ferrucci. We had him on when he was like a, a 15, 16-year-old. We've done it with Lance Stroll. We've done it with Lando Norris. Um, you know, I wouldn't say, I'm, I'm not trying to puff our chests out here, but it's great to notice these kids uh, before anybody else knows who they are. Yeah, and it's a plan that we've done. I mean, Alexander Rossi. Alexander Rossi, the first, good example, yeah. first guest we ever had on the show was Connor Daly, and that was in 2012. Yeah. So, yeah it's been a few years back. Uh, well, Price, you know, this, this I love the way this is breaking down, this F3, F4 Series America. And are you, I mean, are you, you think this is a good plan with having these, these separate tracks other than Road to Indy and all these different areas? My only concern is always the same, that it doesn't get too diluted. Mm. But I do love the fact that folks like you guys at Speed City, each one of you, are looking out for the, the new young talent. You know, the, the dilution sometimes makes me a little crazy. It started for me when I was racing go-karts. You know, if, if some parent's child wasn't winning, they threw a hissy fit until there was another class made just to suit that person. So, so for me, it's a double-edged sword, but don't get me wrong. I think it's people like y'all that make it work for these youngsters, and I can't say how proud I am to know that you guys are doing that. Ah, well, well I'll tell you what. Why don't you come and have a beer with you? We've got a, we've got a, we got a function for you. We know you're going to be there because you've been there before. Uh, John, give us the details. Yeah. We're, having, we're having another car show. It's car show, Speed City Car Show, this next Wednesday. And it's called the Speed City Road Show. We're yep. officially calling it now. You know, we've been doing this for almost a year now, and they're getting bigger and bigger, and we've moved to a new, bigger venue. We've moved over to Circle Brewing, Brewery over on uh, Breaker Lane. And we will be there. Yeah, all right. I heard about that last week, so we will be there. Are you going to bring I, a truck and show yeah, you know, a we'll Tread Connection a truck, truck? And we'll bring some trash and trinkets to give away. Well, that, well, while we got you on, tell us what you're doing and what you're going to be uh, exhibiting on Wednesday then. Well, you know, as you guys know, I've uh, more or less retired from motorsports after 50 years. Uh, it's time for the kids. Thank you, guys. You're bringing the youngsters on. I really applaud, <laughs> applaud you. No, sincerely, I applaud that. But, uh, you know, I couldn't just walk away from automobile, period. Uh, I enjoy interacting with folks that like cars like I do. So there's some there's some guys in North Carolina that had uh, started selling tires from a mobile tire shop, and we encouraged them to do it. So for 18 months, we used them all over the United States. Uh, you know, when you're testing, there's nobody there to change your tires, unlike a race weekend. So when I mm. retired June 14th, they said, put your money where your mouth is. So I said, what the heck? Partly to help them, but partly to keep my hand in it, and I'm having a great time doing it. Oh, that's awesome. So it's Tread Connection here in Austin. And, you know, think about it, guys. It's it's such a simple way. You Basically, the same price is taking, you know, you have to take your car to a tire shop, sit around and wait for an hour or, or longer sometimes. Well, why do that? We can have these guys come to your house and do it or come to wherever you are for or an hour. Or when you've got a meeting or you're yeah. going somewhere, he can come to you, and you don't need to be part of the whole deal, do you, really? Yeah, it's right, awesome. Bingo. You nailed it, Jonathan. Uh, you guys... Literally, I've had a couple of people who I never met at all. I just showed up and like magic, changed your tires, and, and nothing. everything was handled on the Internet, so it was great. That's what people can do. All right. That's well, great. All right, guys, well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're hoping to have Takuma Sato, winner of the IndyCar race last night, hoping to have him on the phone. We'll, we'll see you in this next break. You're listening to Speed City. Back after these messages.
At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, I'm JD Beach, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. I can't help but smile every time I hear JD Beach. He's so. Great. I'm seeing him next week. <laughs> can't really? wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to New Jersey for Moto America. I'm going. I'm, I'm swapping four to two wheels. Had a busy season this year. It's been great. But yeah, I'm going up to New Jersey and I'm doing the final two rounds of Moto America, which I love. JD's right in the middle of it. He's now doing super bikes, and he's he's awesome. He's just yeah. great to watch. Well, I can't wait. But uh, well, Jonathan, we got uh, hopefully we got Takuma Sato calling in here any minute. In fact, I see the producer picking up the phone, so hopefully that's him. But man, what a race! This IndyCar at oh, I, 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 I think Price Louis. said he watched it, right? Yeah, Price, did you watch it? Oh, I, uh, oh. yeah, I think we got Tim Masato, so yeah, we're going to go straight we'll, to him. We'll, we'll, he won't mind. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we're very excited to have our next guest on the phone. He's been on Speed City earlier this year when he won. I when think he won Alabama, Barber. yeah, yeah. And so, welcome back to the show, Takuma Sato. Hey, <laughs> how are you? Yes, very good. Great to speak to you again. Uh, well, congratulations on the win. That is so fantastic. After what a crazy week you've yeah, had. Yeah, what a roller coaster week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What about? I mean, let's start with that. I mean, you. I, I mean, obviously, nobody wants to be criticized. Nobody wants to be in a crash. We know you. Everybody knows and watch you race. It's not your style. You've been in this game so long now. Um, you're not a rookie by any means. Um, but I mean, it's been interesting because the outpouring, um, both for and against um, the incident, has been probably quite inspiring to see how many fans you, and <laughs> how much support you've got. Because you said that last night. Yes, yes. Um, it is. Um, it is obviously it's a very unfortunate thing. Like you said, nobody wants to to happen for the for the uh, for the incident like that. Um, but obviously, uh, it's happened. Happened. Um, we should really all learn from that, and uh, so do I. Uh, but the, uh, the the difficulty was that the first reaction, which has got only a few resources and, and not enough evidence, that the people reacted uh, with. The wrong information, not not really wrong. Was, they didn't know the, the, what was the truth of it. Um, so that's why it just really aggravated uh, quite badly. But later on, um, I was able to uh, post my onboard footage um, to, to 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 show what was a fact, mm-hmm. which um, I just basically drove straight 
on the letter to everyone was very close and all come together. Um, but the, uh, it was a wrong that I didn't uh, turn into the left or turn into the Alex. Um, obviously, I feel really sorry what happened. It um, especially for him that you know involving the championship point for the massively. But you know the the I don't know. We we're traveling so so fast and uh, unfortunately that's happened. And then um, I just wanted to 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 see the why world that what was a fact, what was the truth. And then people has a different opinion. That's that's fine. But at least mm. you know I I can't stand that I've been the, uh, just causing the problem with it. Just the only you know is not correct reason for it. And so let's put it this way. Well, I I want to move on to last night because uh, yeah, I yeah what a night what a night and uh, I want you to kind of lead us through because. You know, I was looking at really, you were kind of off the radar for a while. You were a full lap down, and I was watching uh, Santino Ferrucci lead 100 laps. And then just, uh, you know, it was kind of an amazing turn. Well, we'll so, go back to qualifying because, you know, the, the, the oil and so on and so forth. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, talk about that a little bit too the, the oil on the track and qualifying. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it was it was tough. Um, obviously, uh, going to the reverse order from the championship. So, uh, you know the the guy who um um had to go fast is is still like kind of it's a little bit warmer temperature and track is a little green with oil on it so that was a very tough condition and so I'm sure uh, obviously you know Joseph drove like beautifully you know not that about he we cannot beat his his speed however he had a best condition too so it's just a it's just one of the things but you know I had um I had a relatively a positive uh, uh, practice session that I was P8 I remember if I correctly and then um compared to last year it was just miles better so I think did just a fantastic job in terms of bringing the car with a different philosophy of the setup it worked really well and then sort of just give me a confidence that you know how much you can commit to the uh, um uh, uh, the, the qualify which is very challenging because now of course, the IndyCar bumped up the uh, the boost, so we have more power and approximately like two to three miles per hour faster arriving to the uh, corner. But then, of course, uh, uh, intentionally a reduction of the downforce, you know, since they introduced the universal yellow kit. So um, imagine that um, maybe used to be you can go flat, but now there's no way. You know, you have to lift for the big time, and 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 they're going to turn one. You can see the the cars just sliding, and you you can't have enough bite of it. But then you have to get on the throttle, of course. And then uh, and then what was amazing was just uh, the speed and sensation on the uh, St. Louis give us for the driver. It's just phenomenal. So uh, I really enjoyed the two laps, and uh, it put me on the fifth quickest. That was uh, that was absolutely great, the, uh, great team effort. Well, I the race uh, is incredible. Yeah, that race, the the everything that happened during that race, it was such a fantastic show, and I mean, we saw everything. And but but talk about when you guys were when Carpenter was approaching you on that final lap because I think the final gap was about a spark plug gap. Spark plug, yeah, not far off. <laughs> that was nothing. Yeah, it was like four one hundredths or something. Talk about yeah, that. Virtually zero. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought uh, Helion and I was uh, quite close, you know, in the finishing and the back in 2017, the 500. But <laughs> um, Ed and I, yeah, had uh, had almost like a finishing at the same time. Now, I think it was just a great, great show. You know, it always has. I mean, in the last past three years, I think, uh, you know, Gateway show us it's just one an excitement uh, uh, event always. 
Um, but last night was that case too. Yeah, like you said, yes, we had a, we had a difficulty for the first stint, and uh, we had to pit it earlier, and that that's really um, I was already lapped down. So you have to figure out and how we're gonna get back to laps, and then uh, so that's the uh, that's the question. You know, I have to go to the longest stint to be able to have more opportunity to basically adjust your 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 pit the pit strategy in order to get the lap back. But of course, last night. Uh, we were racing not for the fuel, but the tires. Yeah. So uh, fuel-wise, you can do the 60 laps, but then the tires was very difficult. After 20, 30 laps, you know, everybody's starting to do some graining and, and uh, also some of the debris are causing a, a huge vibration. So uh, a lot of people, you know, actually is having earlier pits up all the time. So that is why when we were lapped down, um, you have to tune the car for the consistency. Unfortunately, and, uh, and and fortunately, you know, we 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 had uh, we had a car to have a capable with a go a longer stint. So the crucially the, uh, the the stint before the last, I went to the longest, and in fact the last ten laps I was the fastest on the field too. So that's why when I was back on the same leader lap, uh, I think I was approximately P12 or P13, but I I made it just a significant of the uh, the position, and then I eventually. I was lapping everyone else because I went to the I went to the longest where everyone already done a pit stop, and that gave me a P1. And then the yellow came. So the lap I was coming into the box, which is in pit lane. Um, it just the yellow came. So you can imagine I already have a, a emergency fuel lights under my dash, which means <laughs> you have only one lap of the fuel uh, under the green condition. Now of course if you go to the uh, yellows, you can arguing about maybe three or four laps is available, but certainly not the five or six. So that's why you have to save just uh, as much as you could. And, and that we very, actually, we get into the corrector tank for the fuel. So the fuel cell was absolutely empty. And then when I went to the pit lane, I was able to just refuel and back on the game. So that was just an amazing, amazing miracle happening. But, but also, you know, it, it, don't forget about the, the team did an amazing strategy as well as the car was capable of doing a, such a strong run for towards the end of the stint. That's really reading me for the final stint. It's a different, uh, different picture of it. Yeah, you know, and it's so good, uh, Takuma, to hear your take on it because it's great watching it on TV, but until you get that kind of, you know, until you actually get your take, uh, you realise how long an evening and, like you say, how many people uh, kind of play a part in that. And it just shows yeah. you that IndyCar has really got the got the whole recipe right now. Any one of you can win. I mean, look at the podium last night. Kanan's up there telling AJ to get out of his, <laughs> out of his, out of his <laughs> recliner and come and see you. Uh, Letterman came down to Alabama and gave you a hug. It's great. I mean, you know, any one of you can win. I, I, I want to change tackler real quick. We've been talking on the show before you came on. We had the, the new F3 Americas uh, champion on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I'm just interested from your point of view. You have flown the flag for Japan literally at the highest level in both Formula One and in Indy now for many, many a year. I met you first when you were a teenager back at Macau all those years ago. Um, but right. I'm just wondering, you know, will, 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 when will we see? There are some really good uh, young Japanese talent now coming through Super. Super Formula and F3 in both Europe and in Japan. Do you know anybody that's coming up that we should know of? Because you, you know, you've got your finger on the pulse. And I wonder if NTT now, as a sponsor, might see us uh, get some more influence, either driver-wise or um, possibly another race um, in Japan. 
Oh yeah, I mean, we 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 all love to, you know, we all love to see the next generation. It's it's just, it's just always exciting. Now, of course, you know, I'm still driving, <laughs> but uh, you know, by all means, and I love love to see the next generation coming, and then uh, and then of course uh, is a generation change. Of course, so all the time is happening. Um, but before that, um, yeah, there is a uh, lots of young guns and and the, the great uh, up and coming drivers. It's it's it's, uh, it's in Japan. Unfortunately, with all the economics and all the things, it's it's very difficult for young. Drivers driver to to come overseas and 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 the race and unless you have supported any scholarship or you 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 have assigned with a, a contract with the manufacturers and mm. that's unfortunately this is what the, the motor racing has got a difficulty with the with the financial support is is absolutely essential however um in europe at the moment uh the nobu who is uh, uh running in a formula 2 are uh, doing really well yes and uh Tsunoda, you know just doing it a formula 3 uh in europe as well i think he's he's uh he's really a potentially a great and uh i think american formula 3 and formula 4 now is a uh, you know, launching a new cars and the halos, and I think it's a new generation is definitely a great boost. And, and don't forget, it's the Honda engine. Too, I was about so to say I, that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what I made me think yeah. of because Dick, Dickerson, who won the championship, um, went from F4 and got a two hundred thousand dollar bonus, and that allowed right. him to race. I bet you would have loved that at Formula Three in your day. Um, <laughs> but that's allowed him to go to Formula Three, and I wonder now if 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 that it would encourage some either some young Honda drivers in Japan to come over to America because. Yeah. Because sure. they could get straight on the on the on the road to Indy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was the same same boat too. You know, I, I, if I didn't get the scholarship from the uh, Honda right. or Suzuka, you know, back in days, I wasn't to be able to do competing in British Formula Three. So it's the same scenario. I think you know, obviously, the master did a fantastic job. You know, road to Indy in the past. That you know, going uh, a lot of the scholarship and a lot of system. And uh, unlike in unlike in Europe, in the states here, there is a guarantee. Um, Scholarship, you know, I mean, it's not guaranteed for the full season, but you know, if you go to the uh, from 2000 and the uh, Indy Lights and the winning winning a championship, you have uh, a shot for the IndyCar. It's guaranteed. So, you know, at least at least you know, young young drivers be able to, if if they show the performance and and the result, there is a, the the road is always open. And uh, I think I think that is why for the uh, next few season, you know, you should be able to see. A lot of drivers, international drivers, uh, coming coming to the Formula Three, Formula Four, mm. and then I think Indy Lights. You know, we need more driver, of course, and because it's such a competitive series, we know that. And like you know, um, um, Colton, you know, coming yeah. to straight from the Indy Lights to the IndyCar, he showed a tremendous speed and and and, uh, and low talent. So you know, we all know that. Uh, just we need to have the ability to to have a young drivers to have opportunity to race in the highest competition level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takuma, I know that you uh, you got to come to Austin. Uh, we're here in Austin. I got I always ask race drivers about you know this little track, Circuit of the Americas, landed in our lap. We didn't know it was coming. Uh, but what did you think about Circuit of the Americas when you came here to Austin? Oh, that was just fantastic. I mean, the facility is for sure is one of the best in in North America, and uh, you know just the, the flowing to the corner after corner. It is just amazing. You know, if if you 
you watch a Formula One onboarder, you know, you, you don't you don't know which corner is coming. It's just so <laughs> fast. But the uh, in IndyCar as well, they, we we pulled easily four Gs in, in high speed corners. Of course, we don't have Rajay for DRS and the stuff like that. So obviously, lap time was uh, you know unarguably obviously different. But still, I think the racing was just a fantastic and uh, it's very technical, very challenging, and the fans really enjoyed and very enthusiastic too. So I think we all love to to go to the uh, Road America, of course. Yeah. No, no, sorry, Lord America. Yes, in Texas. Yeah, Circuit yeah, yeah. of the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, w- one of my favorite things about this podium this weekend is that uh, I was looking up. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, Sato, you're 42. By the way, I'm older than all you guys, so I can make fun of you guys, but you were 42. <laughs> you're 42. Kanan's 44 and Carpenter's 38. The average age is 41 years old. That must be a record for, a, <laughs> for an IndyCar podium. Um, <laughs> Yeah, probably. Probably you're right. Uh, but age shouldn't be matter. Exactly. Don't be ages. <laughs> ages. Yeah. yeah. Think, you're you're only as I old as you know your last performance. I love it. I love it. That's what I'm saying. I'm older than all you guys. I love it, and I think it's fantastic. But uh, well, Takuma. That's, but again, that's what's so good about Indy. You've got Santino. Yeah. We had Santino on last week, and you know, I mean, this guy's a kid, uh, and so's Colton. But here you are racing together. It's awesome. Yeah. What do you think about all yeah, the? I'm gonna is. let you let you go after this. But one more question. What do you think about all these rookies this year? Oh, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, the, the raw talent of the Luke is just amazing. I mean, every single year we see that their level is just a higher and then a higher and then higher. And, and look at the this year, and Felix and the Marcus Ericsson's and, and of course, Colton as well. And all the driver is just ready to win. And, and yeah. that's just amazing. I mean, the Colton obviously won it already. But the, yeah. uh, it's just amazing that, um, you know, it's, it's a great, uh, great teenager or, or low 20s. Uh, competing as well as the 40s of us, you know, I think that is one of the beauty for the mud racing that you know the physical circumstances is definitely important. You know, Tony and I obviously obviously are training really hard for the extensive yeah. training. Yeah. But other than that, you know, the experience and racecraft and all the things that is a matter. And it, this is a race is it just a science? So you know, you cannot you cannot go faster than what the car can do. So obviously for the engineering and the team spirit and all the strategy, I just all in all, I think what a great sport is and what racing is because just uh, as much as you can drive and you have be competing at the highest level, you can still enjoy it. And then teenager and in the 40s competing head to head, still we can win. So that's a fantastic idea. I agree. That's great. Well, look, I, another lesson for those teenagers is Last week, you had a rough week. You come back and win. Uh, yeah. That way, you could tell those kids, don't worry about it. Move on to the next week. You exactly. never know what will happen. Takuma Sato, thank you for coming on Speed City again. We really appreciate it, and congratulations. Thank you so much. And as they say, gambate and domo arigato. Domo arigato. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. All okay, right. I, that was... I look gambate, which is good luck. In, okay, in, good, in, good. In, in Japanese. I didn't get any of that, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a great guy! I love yeah. him. I've always, I've always appreciated his racing, and there's so many guys that could learn from his career. Uh, well, Price Cobb, you still with us there, buddy? Yes, sir. Uh, what do you think about Takuma Sato? Heck of a guy, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to look at his career, and he, he's battled a lot of things uh, throughout. You know, I, I always wondered why people. So I raced in Japan for a while, and I always struggled with the, the the knowledge of why aren't these guys the superstars in the rest of the world that they were in Japan? I mean, nobody could beat them in Japan. Mm. But then you see guys like Takuma, for whatever reason, change everyone's attitude, and I just love it. 
What did you race in Japan? I raced uh, prototypes. You know, I raced in cool. the All Japan Series, uh, Porsches and stuff, and it was also my opportunity to sort of redeem myself after trashing a factory Porsche at Le Mans one year on my <laughs> second or third lap. I was yeah, very that doesn't go down well with the Germans, yeah. does it? No, that... they were very uh, unmoving and uh, un- unappreciative. And uh, But then I so then uh, I was racing for Vern Schupan. We were sponsored oh, yeah. by that company called Omron, which makes all kinds of electronic things particularly in the uh, health area. But anyway, we were over there, and so the last race we did ever was the last race that Porsche did with their factory 962. So it was Mm -hmm. all Porsche, but it said Vern Schupan and Omron on the side. So we would have won if we hadn't gotten a flat tire, but we came second in the world championship event, so we felt great. Does that come with a trophy when you uh, trash a factory Porsche that the crashed 911 on top of the trophy? And no. so, yeah, yeah, so, I, so here's win, the thing: if but, you uh, if you change your tires with Price, he might just tell you a story too about the old flat tire he's had over the years. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, well, we got to wrap it up. Price Cobb, thank you. We'll for see you Wednesday. On. We'll see you on Wednesday, man. Okay. Cheers, boys. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in tonight. <laughs> thanks to Takuma Sato and all guy. the boys coming on and. Uh, Make sure you follow us on social. Check out our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Next week. Dakota Dickerson. Watch out for him. Benjamin Peterson. We're back to Formula One. We're going to do our pre and post race. Check out our website to find out how to listen. Talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.